19 years old, working as a garbage collector, a convict for a father who died while you were still young, a run of stepfathers who have treated you like dirt. You can barely read or write and have already done a stint in a youth prison. And then it happens. You win. Over $10 million all to yourself. The bet you made cost you one solitary pound or just over $1. What could possibly go wrong? You buy mansions where your somewhat criminal friends stay over to enjoy your pool and jacuzzi. You buy 80 fancy cars and even invest over a million in your favorite sports team. When you won that jackpot, you were actually wearing an electronic ankle tag thanks to you and the law not always seeing eye to eye. But now the tag is gone and has been replaced with more bling than you could even imagine owning. You're a baller, a former petty gangster with more money than you can spend. Fast forward two years. You're told you often exhibit antisocial behavior. Not long ago, at your 22nd birthday party, you and your buddies raced Mercedes and BMW cars all night long, setting some of them on fire at the end just for fun. Suffice to say, your neighbors? Not impressed. These are not good times despite the money. You're pretty sure your uncle just stole over $120,000 from you. As for your friends, they're all starting to feel like hangers-on. Not a day passes when someone doesn't hit you up for cash. On top of that, you've just been arrested for dangerous driving after hitting several cars and fleeing the scene. Then there are those guys who have blackmailed you for money. They want your wealth and have gone as far as to slice the throats of your five dogs. Being filthy rich is not always easy. Soon all your money will be gone, you'll want your garbage collector job back, and all you'll want is peace, just like in the days before the win. The outline of the story we've just told you is about Michael Carroll, the so-called king of the chaffs. He was the embodiment of rags to riches and back to rags again. He was one of many people that we can say suffered from the lottery curse. But make no mistake, while he was glad to be poor again, he enjoyed his 10 years of extravagant spending for the most part. He once said, I don't look back with any regrets, that's for sure. It was 10 years of fun for a pound. You can't go wrong with that. I wouldn't want to turn back the clock. But I live a good, free lifestyle now, and I'm happier because I've got my life back. He also said this, People often say to me, what does it feel like to have lost all that money? I tell them, I didn't lose it, I spent it. As you'll see today, some folks who win big seem to be able to handle it, but others begin a journey into the abyss. Take for example a man named Jack Whitaker. In 2002, he won a massive $315 million in the US Powerball jackpot. It was a good night to win, too, being Christmas Day and all. Santa had certainly delivered. He was sleeping when the numbers were called on Charleston's Channel 3. Jewel, his wife of nearly 40 years, shook him, and then she shook him harder. He opened his eyes to see her looking like she'd just returned from a date with God. But it wasn't until the next day that they realized they hadn't just won quite a bit, they'd hit the jackpot. At the time, this was the largest ever lottery win for the US in a single ticket. Whitaker, who was 55, said he wanted a lump sum payout that was $113.4 million after taxes. Life was good. But again, fast forward a few years, and the winner perhaps felt cursed. He actually said it was his biggest regret in life that he hadn't ripped up that winning ticket. Things started off well. The Whitakers were church-going people, so they said they'd donate millions to their local churches. They built a few new ones, too. Jack had worked hard since the age of 14 and had never really known any kind of wealth. He said he'd donate millions more to foundations that would help West Virginians in need. He told the media, I just want to thank God for letting me pick the right numbers, or letting the machine pick the right numbers. He'd been struck by lightning, he said, the good kind. In an interview on TV, he said, I want to be a good example. I want to make people proud of what happens with this winning. I want to promote goodwill and help people. Once the camera stopped following him around, things turned back to normal. Well, not that normal. On New Year's Eve in 2002, he walked into a strip club called The Pink Pony and carefully laid about $50,000 on the bar. 
The bartender, a decent chap, knew that someone would likely one day take Jack's money off him if he kept acting like that. He then looked at Jack, and with a serious expression on his face, he said, Please put that money away. Please don't do that again. Just about all the folks in the part of West Virginia where Jack lived knew he often carried around large amounts of cash. Some thought he should be more careful, some were just envious, but some wanted to take it from him. He received thousands of letters from people telling stories of woe and how they needed some of his money. Jack had to hire three people to go through all the letters and an investigator to check out if the stories were true. Then the darkness came. In 2003, someone stole $545,000 from a case Jack had left in his car outside a club. He was already drinking heavily at this point. Jack was starting to feel anxious. Everyone had their eyes on his cash. He drank even more. Then the boyfriend of his granddaughter was found dead at his house. The kid had taken a cocktail of oxycodone, methadone, meparidine, and cocaine. Just a few months later, his granddaughter might have died from an overdose. The cause of death was undetermined. Whatever the case, Jack had spoiled her rotten after the win. This is never ideal in any circumstance. Around that time, his wife left him. Now he started drinking even more and spent insane amounts of money on gambling. His house kept getting broken into, his car was always being watched, his favorite stripper was not the friend she pretended to be. Later, his daughter, to whom he'd given tons of money, also died, and people kept on trying to steal his money. As one local later said, this is a hole, West Virginia. There's nothing to do. Nobody has money. So if someone comes along flashing money, it seems like an easy way out. Easy money. Jack then got sued by the people who knew they can make a quick buck. He was arrested three times for driving while under the influence. His uninsured house was destroyed in a fire. Things just kept going downhill. With some money left, but not so much, Jack told an interviewer in 2007, I'm only going to be remembered as the lunatic who won the lottery. I'm not proud of that. I wanted to be remembered as someone who helped a lot of people. He then died in 2020 after a long fight against an unnamed illness. It was not a pretty end to a life that seemed to have worsened after a windfall. Let's now look at some winners over the pond to see if they managed to find some happiness in their lottery win. We'll come back to the Americans soon. The British press reported in 2022 that the biggest ever single ticket win happened on July 19th. The winner got £195,707,000, which is just over $230 million. The winner decided to remain anonymous this time, and we don't blame them one bit. The second biggest winner in the UK was a couple in their 40s named Joe and Jess Thwaite. They'd won £184,262,899, which is just over $217 The win made them richer than some of the most highly paid soccer players in the UK, and they didn't even choose their own numbers. The win was a result of a lucky dip pick. So, did they go out and buy a fleet of expensive sports cars, or did they frequent strip clubs and stuff notes into women's underwear? No, is the answer. The first thing they bought was a secondhand Volvo, which was worth less than 50 grand. They were soon spotted driving that car into their home, a building worth nearly $800,000. The press said they were thinking about selling the place and spending over $7 million on a mansion in the countryside that comes with a tennis court, a swimming pool, large manicured gardens, guest apartments, a stable, a barn, and games in a party room, and a gymnasium. At the time, they said they were planning on taking a round-the-world trip, and we expect they would not travel in economy class. They said they had no intention whatsoever to fill their lives with Bugattis and bling. Instead, they had plans to make their new abode as comfortable as possible and see a bit of the world. The British media wrote, The fact that they've not splurged at all on sports cars or booze shows what great people they are. In fact, if you look at the list of British lottery winners, most of them keep their wins a secret. But the Thwaites said it would be too stressful living a double life. We'll have to wait some time to see how these two get along with their being rich, 
but we imagine they'll do just fine. Let's now go back to the US, where many lottery nightmare stories exist. In 2017, a 53-year-old woman named Mavis Mae Vinechik picked up a cool $758.7 million after winning the Massachusetts State Lottery Powerball jackpot, making her instantly richer than most celebrities. Okay, so she only took home around $336 million, but one can't complain with that kind of windfall. Four days before the win, she'd gone into the Pride Station in store, and when it was revealed that the numbers 6, 7, 16, 23, and 26, and Powerball number 4 came in, a firefighter buddy of hers named Rob told her the good news. He might have said something like, Hey Maeve, you're now insanely rich beyond your wildest dreams. She later said, My numbers were kind of basically random, like maybe with her birthdays, maybe one from here, one from there, whatever could work. Not very long after the win, she got on the phone with the place where she worked the Mercy Medical Center in Springfield, and told her bosses she wouldn't be coming in to work next week, and for that matter forever. She has two kids, Billy Jr. and daughter Marley, but split up with her husband William back in the 90s. He died in 2016 after being hit by a speeding truck while he was waiting at a bus stop. After she and William broke up, she spent 15 years with another guy, Richard. They broke up around a year before her big win. Ironically, Richard later said he never asked her to marry him because of the poverty he'd faced with his previous wife. He said he wasn't bitter at all about being the ex of a woman who just became a multimillionaire. As you already know, winning so much money can make life hard. At the time of the win, Maeve lived in Chicopee, a city in Hampton County, Massachusetts. She had a small two-bed apartment, no bells, no whistles, but soon after her identity was revealed, people flocked to her town trying to find her small apartment. It was as if those people thought they could just rock up to her front door and be given a handout. Things got so bad that folks started knocking on every door in the neighborhood. Maeve was understandably a little bit frightened, so the police said they'd keep an eye on her house. What's interesting in this case is that scam social media accounts started popping up, each claiming to be Mavis Vanchik. People reached out to the accounts, after which the scammers would ask for personal info. Others received emails similar to those African print scams in which they were told that they just had to give some of their information, hand over a little bit of cash, and they'd be given a fortune from Mavis Vanchik's cash grant. There was no grant, of course. Some scams said people would be given 20 grand, but only if they first covered a few admin costs. In another scam, the person received a text message saying the money was on the way, but the person delivering it had been stopped by the FBI for some reason, and a little bit of cash was needed to make things right. Yet another scam wasn't so complicated. People were told they would get $50,000, but to get it, they had to hand over 100 bucks first. You'd think no one in the world would fall for that, but as any qualified scammer will tell you, it's a numbers game. There's always someone out there desperate for money who will take the risk. These scams are still around, so if you ever get offered some money by an account under Maeve's name, just ignore it. We don't need to tell you that there is no such thing as free money. Right now, there are lots of accounts on Facebook claiming to be Maeve. We just looked at one and saw the comment under one photo. Bleep off! You scam people for money! On the other side of the fake accounts, we found the comment, Fake account, she trying to get people to send $55 to get your money. In fact, these scams are so common that the Chicopee Police Department issued a warning, part of it going, please do not fall for these scams, do not give out any personal information to these accounts, do not fall victim to a scammer by releasing any of your information. So this is one of the unintended consequences of getting very rich very quickly. People pretend to be you. Maeve said she probably came forward too early after the win. 
She regrets this now. She thought she could just get it over and done with, but that obviously didn't happen. She now has to keep a very low profile, but you can be sure that she is going to be hunted down by opportunists as you watch this video. Even if Maeve wanted to remain anonymous, Massachusetts law states that all lottery winners must come forward to obtain their prize. It's a pity because it would make people's lives much easier if they could remain anonymous. Still, you have to ask yourself, do you think you could win so much cash and keep it a secret? If you tried, don't you think your pals would get a little suspicious when they saw you pull into the shopping mall car park in a brand new Ferrari? If you win the lottery and you don't want your life to turn into a living hell, you might well have to move away and leave your friends and family behind. Let's see how another big winner handled his windfall. In 2019, Wisconsin's Manuel Franco picked up over $768 million, just slightly more than Maeve's win. I just want to start by saying thank you to everyone who has supported me throughout the years. The former Target store employee also became the focus of scammers, with the scams being almost identical to the ones perpetrated in Maeve's name. Just hand over some personal info, give us a little bit of money. Reports state that various people lost thousands of dollars after falling for one of the scams. One person said, I was sent a message saying I was to receive $50,000 from Manuel Franco. I was tricked into giving my driver's license number and social security number. I fell for this and I am really worried about what they might do. Another person said that he first sent 200 bucks to the scammer to activate his winnings. He was told that the IRS would need 3000 for him to get his 50000 The guy explained why he did it, saying, because of COVID, I was desperate for money. Before Manuel took home his $336 million, he'd been trying his hardest to reach a target savings of just 1000 bucks. He was 24 at the time. He said he bought the ticket at a Speedway gas station near Milwaukee. Something strange came over him. He felt lucky that day, so much so that he said he wanted to wink at the gas station attendant. When he saw the first numbers come out, he said he felt pretty happy when he just won four bucks. And then his heart started racing when more of his numbers came in. I screamed for about five or ten minutes. Good thing my neighbors didn't hear. He said it felt like a dream. But when it sank in, he told himself he wouldn't become one of those people who lost it all. He'd just take some vacations and pay for his family members to get through college. Again, by law, he wasn't allowed to remain anonymous. His lawyer told him, get the media part over and done with and then disappear. It seems he did that, but only after he had to move out of town due to harassment. The biggest winners ever of the Powerball lottery were a triumvirate who won a whopping $1.58 billion between them. They were John and Lisa Robinson, Maureen Smith and David Kaltschmidt, and Marvin and May Acosta. It actually took May and Marvin Acosta six months to come forward and claim their prize. We'll explain why soon. John and Lisa Robinson won $327.8 million before taxes. These two said they weren't going to spend big after the win. They'd remain in their humble home in Munford, Tennessee, with John explaining these big fancy houses are nice, but you gotta clean them. Lisa said she wasn't even going to leave her job. Fast forward two years after the win, they lived in a $6.2 million 10-bedroom house surrounded by a beautiful 320-acre plot of land complete with a private lake. This was quite different from the $150,000 bungalow they lived in for 15 years before. Now the couple, still in their 50s, enjoy a private movie theater, palatial dining areas, and eight bathrooms. When they so choose, they can take their boat around the lake. The house at least isn't far from where they lived before. Their neighbor, Fred Williams, said the couple keeps to themselves. He said that people ask where those who won that massive lottery prize wins. He points down the street toward the wonderful mansion. Williams said he doesn't know them well, but he heard that Lisa actually has gone back to work after the win, but she wasn't treated very well. Maybe folks were envious. Maybe they had their eyes on a handout. So as you can see, winning the lottery doesn't always have to come with problems. As for the couple David Kaltschmidt and Maureen Smith, they seem to be doing all right too. From what we can see, they definitely tried to keep a low profile, but news reports say they didn't even leave their home in Melbourne Beach, Florida. 
David, who was 56 at the time of the win, bought a new SUV but nothing too fancy. Maureen, who was then 71, did spend fairly big when she forked out 90 grand for a Tesla. One of their friends talked to the media, saying they didn't spend much. He said they have hundreds of millions burning a hole in their pocket, but it's almost as if nothing has changed. They're conservative as ever. They'd been together for 31 years. They knew what would work. It seems they helped close family members, but they didn't do anything extravagant. The press said that this is what they always intend to do, but that doesn't mean winning wasn't stressful. According to reports, David lost 10 pounds through stress and an inability to sleep at night. The other part of this historic win was California couple Marvin and May Acosta. They also chose the winning numbers 4, 8, 19, 27, 34, and 10 as the Powerball number. However, they didn't come forward and claim the prize at the time. It was known that the ticket had been bought at a 7-Eleven in Chino Hills, a suburb of East Los Angeles. Months passed, and finally the couple turned up with the winning ticket. So you might wonder why it took so long. The reason is, they'd spent months getting prepared. They knew they had the winning ticket, but they wanted to get a legal team together before they came forward. They were more than sensible. They were shrewd planners. That doesn't mean scammers weren't able to exploit their win. If you ever receive an email from someone who says they're the couple, ignore it. One of the scams includes the lines, We actually left the States after claiming our money and we are currently here in Luxembourg because we needed privacy. And due to some previous stories we've heard about some previous winners, we decided to come down here on a long vacation to help others by donating part of our gift from God. Then it says, we believe you were chosen by God to receive our donation of $1.8 million. The real couple was very smart. Another reason they waited so long to claim the money was that they didn't want to bring attention to themselves. Even after they won and were legally obliged to make the win public, they turned down offers to go on TV or to do interviews with the press. They hired numerous financial advisors, they set up a real charity fund, they donated cash and helped others, but all of this was very low-key. We don't even know where they are now. They could be living it up on their own private island in the Caribbean or staying somewhere in LA. The couple have remained a very public mystery to this day. They did once say this though. While we are very grateful for the wonderful wishes and encouragement we've received, it is not our intention to become public figures, and we ask for and appreciate privacy going forward. In another case, a woman in South Carolina won a staggering $1.53 billion all to herself. Okay, she only took home $878 million, but we don't think she would have been too concerned about the edges being clipped off her win. In this case, she was allowed to remain anonymous, but we do know some things about her. In 2020, the media said she was part of a group of people who'd lost a ton of cash to a fraud by a financial advisor. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Eastern District of New York said the guy had called himself the lottery lawyer, but he was no better than the scammers we've discussed today. Just from this woman alone, it was said he stole millions of dollars. The FBI issued a statement saying, The FBI in New York discovered how these victims were persuaded to put large chunks of their cash into investments that benefited the defendants. Rather than try their luck at the lottery, these men resorted to defrauding the victims to get rich. But their gamble didn't pay off. The fraudster apparently just used the money to enrich himself while telling the lottery winners they were getting some money back every now and again. Meanwhile, he lived like a lottery winner, flying on private jets, buying luxury cars, taking expensive vacations, and even buying yachts. In Europe, so many of the winners never revealed their names. But one British couple did. Their story should act as a lesson. Money didn't exactly make their lives any better. The couple in question was Adrian and Gillian Bayford. 
In 2012, they won around 190 million euros in the Euro Millions lottery, giving them well over 200 million US dollars. They got straight to business, buying fancy cars, houses like palaces, taking expensive vacations, and flying around in helicopters. Then, a few years later, Jillian was in the media telling readers that one thing she wishes she'd never done was go public with the win. She had some advice for future winners, saying just be careful who approaches you, because you'll see that some of your friends are not really your friends. The couple always argued, and they divorced just over a year after the win. Adrian bought a huge old house on an estate fit for a king, but even that had its downside. Adrian never made much money as a postman, so he spoiled his kids when he had his own mansion, and more money than he could spend. He let his 15-year-old daughter drive luxury cars around the estate since she was too young to drive them on the roads. He also allowed his 13-year-old son to drive a quad bike around the estate. So what could possibly go wrong? A crash is what? His daughter hit his son, leaving the poor boy in the hospital with very serious injuries. He had to be put in an induced coma. For a while, it was looking like he might not survive. The British media said Adrian was stricken with feelings of guilt for what had happened. Maybe living like a king is not as good as it sounds. At the time of the win, the couple was happily married. When they watched the TV and saw they won that night, they just looked at each other and giggled. Jillian told the BBC, We've lived within our means and been comfortable, but we've been like ships in the night to earn the income we need. It'll be fantastic to spend more time as a family now. This money has come at the right time for us and is going to benefit the whole family. As you know, not long after that, they were a broken family, and not too long after that, they were a broken family with a son fighting for his life because of a spoiled daughter that had been allowed to mess around with expensive cars. We hope everyone watching this has learned a valuable lesson today for when you win the lottery next week. Now, you need to hear about the real lottery nightmares and why winning the lottery is the worst thing that can happen to you. Or have a look at this.